Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. The Terry. Uh, Jesus 911. My name is Jesse Romero. And I think I'm on with my brother in Christ. Uh, I'm out here in Missouri. I'm on. Uh, he'll be joining us any minute now. Uh, I'm here in an undisclosed location over in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I've been here speaking for the last five, six days. And uh, you got some great uh, Catholics out here. I want to thank uh, St. Barnabas Parish for inviting me to speak at their parish. And I want to thank the St. Louis Marian Conference, uh, Ramon and Rolando, for inviting me to come speak at the conference as well. Boy, oh boy, a lot to talk about today. Definitely want to talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers, the way they've reinstated Pride Night, this invitation to this drag nun group. Here's what they are. They're a bunch of homosexual men that for years they dress up, they dress up as Catholic nuns and they insult the Catholic church. They insult our holy nuns by going out in public. And by essentially uh, uh, dressing very provocative, these are the homosexual men that hate the Catholic Church. They dress like Catholic nuns, and they insult our Catholic virgin, consecrated nuns. They do it intentionally. And now, Paul, the Dodgers, and by the way, in the month of June, as a result of Barack Obama, he signed into an executive order. It's Pride Night. No, it's not. For us as Catholics, we don't recognize Pride Night. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. So here's what happened. Let me give you a little bit of the background that I want to hear from Paul. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, they are going to have some type of uh, award at Dodger Stadium for homosexuals. And so they, they were specifically going to give an award to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're not nuns. They're men. They're homosexual men that dress like nuns. And guess what? I know it's a family show. I'm going to try to be as gentle as possible. They will oftentimes be bare bottom from the waist down. And from the waist up, they're dressed like priests or nuns. And they're doing this in mockery of the Catholic Church. Well, there was a hue and cry. And Catholics uh, basically jammed up their phone lines emailed them, wrote letters, and they backed off. They came to their senses. The Dodgers came to their senses, and they, they disinvited the homosexual men called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. However, what happens? Obviously, there's all kinds of pressure from the homosexual community, the homosexual cabal, from probably big corporations. So what happens? The Los Angeles Dodgers have now reinstated Pride Night and they've reinstated their invitation to these homosexual men that dress like drag nuns. And uh, the Dodgers baseball team, I'm sure it's, it's the movers and shakers, they apologize to the sisters 
of perpetual indulgence after removing the group from the event amid, it says here, conservative opposition. This is an outrage, Paul. They would not do this to a Jewish group. They would not do this to an Islamic group. But guess what? The Catholic Church, it's fair game because we're the most hated group in the United States of America. This is anti-Catholic bigotry at its height, at its finest. Paul, comments? Yes, yes. And I'm glad to see you're fired up today because uh, it is an outrage, uh, like you say. But it's more of the same old, same old in that regard. You know, Jess, I don't know if you knew this, but I used to uh, uh, work at Dodger Stadium. I didn't I know to, that. Yeah, I used to work uh, sworn security. And uh, uh, the Dodgers used to pride themselves back then on, you know, we're a family uh, organization. And, you know, so everything we do is family centered, family oriented. So the only thing I can say is there has to be some type of diabolical uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. confusion here. You know, this has been inverted completely. And we know why it's been converted. I mean, inverted completely. It's because this world hates Christ. Yes. Okay. Uh, the enemies of the believer in Christ, the enemies of every Catholic believer out there, every Orthodox Catholic believer out there is the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I think the Dodgers, Jess, are just, uh, you know, they're trying to, um, uh, on, on the one hand, be good businessmen, because I don't know, um, The Hill just put out an article on um, on does God exist? Only half Americans say a definite, a, a definite yes. And that's that that's just the, the, the most basic question. Does God exist? And then mm. when it, and then in their whole article, they break it down and. You're, we're talking dismal amounts of people ha who actually have what, what, what you and I would call authentic faith. That's right, Paul. Here's a question. Do you think they'd invite an LGBT Muslim group to Dodger Stadium? I'm just wondering. Well, it, that those kinds of ideas would have never entered into our minds a while ago. At, but again, this is what's in vogue today. This is the zeitgeist. This is the spirit yeah. of the world. And but when the, the church, yeah. what just when the church refuses, when the church refuses from the very top to speak out clearly and uh, on, on on what what is the truth, the world just coalesces into some type of uh, uh, ultimate confusion. And, and that's what we see today, you know? And I'll tell you how wicked this is, Paul. Uh, again, here's the anti-Catholic aspect to it. They would never dress up like Muslims uh, and, and, and dress up transgender with Muslim jihads and Muslim burqas. And, uh, oh, and, and yeah. yeah, that would never so, happen. Oh, so that's the question. I think you, you I yeah. think you misspoke. You said with the church. No, if they were Muslims, absolutely not. Why? Because number one, you and I both know that in the end, Islam is a false religion. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, since Satan is the God, little G of this world and the prince and power of the heirs and this idea of religious um, 
liberty that, you know, you can do whatever you want, how you want it. It's an offense to God. But yet that's 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 the idea that the world embraces. Hey, uh, their truth is relative. It's not, uh, they're, they're, you know, there are no absolutes or anything. So so they say that's your truth. Well, no, no, God is God, period. And his truth is the truth, period. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I might sound like a fundamental Protestant when I start rattling off scriptures and everything else, but guess I what? I love it. To the extent that they are, uh, you know, that, that they stay true to God's words, they are correct. And we Catholics need to uh, understand this is, we've talked about this, Jess, you used to, used to say we're, you know, we're just watchmen on the wall. Well, we know now that we have been invaded, we have been infiltrated, and it's hand-to-hand -hand combat right now. It Absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you, Paul, uh, when I get home, I'm in Missouri right now, when I get home tomorrow... I got a Dodger mug, I got a Dodger shirt, and a Dodger washcloth, and a Dodger baseball cap. I'm going to get them tomorrow, and I'm going to burn them. I want nothing that says Dodgers in my house after what they've done. They have, they're going to defile my religion. Everything in my house that has Dodgers on it, tomorrow mm -hmm. when I get home from Missouri, will be broken and burned and thrown in the way, and I will never go to watch another Dodger game again. Shame on these people. These people are bigots. These people are haters. And let me mention also the whole transgenderism. This is the family's worst enemy. This is the destruction of the family. Transgenderism is not even scientific. There's mm -hmm. no science behind this. Okay. It's all a delusion. Okay. It's it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. And who's the great deceiver? Satan. Satan has a large swath of Americans believing that uh, that they can transgender into the, the opposite gender. Mm. That deception comes from the Satan. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, the huge dragon, the ancient serpent, who's called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. Amen. Amen. Second John chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, many deceivers have gone out into the world. First Timothy 4, 1. Now, the Spirit says expressly that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by giving heed to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Paul, Preach you remember, the, you remember the Passion it, of the Christ in 2004? Remember yep. the movie for Mel Gibson and Jim Caviezel? Did you notice that the devil in that movie was transgender? Huh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. The devil in the movie, The Passion of the Christ... Good for Mel Gibson. What a brilliant art artist. He yeah, was transgender. And I'm going to tell you why I could prove to you transgenderism. You're going to have to hold on to the next segment. I'm going to prove to you from the Bible that transgenderism is satanic. Then I'm going to quote to you the top exorcist in the 20th century that says transgenderism is for the Bible. But you're going to have to stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We're talking about the profanity. The blasphemy against Jesus Christ yeah. and what the Dodgers are doing to our holy Catholic faith. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Now. 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're back. Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We're talking about the fact that the Los Angeles Dodgers have reinstated Pride Night invitation to a drag nun group. They're a bunch of men that dress like Catholic nuns. They call themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Uh, the, the L.A. Dodgers have announced that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is homosexual men. The, they're, they're a well-known San Francisco order of queer and trans nuns. They're men. They've existed since the 1970s. They're going to be welcome at the team's annual Pride Night. Why, why are the Dodgers celebrating sodomy? I, I have no idea. And so last week, the baseball team rescinded the group's invitation for the, for the group amid opposition from conservative Catholics, a group which does charitable and protest work in addition to its street drag show performances, was set to receive an award during a ceremony before a 16th of June game against the San Francisco Giants. But on Monday, the team reversed course. We asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night on June 16th. A team statement said, we're pleased to share that they have agreed to receive the gratitude of our collective communities for the life-saving work that they have done tirelessly for decades. And after much thoughtful feedback, the team also apologized to the group and the LGBTQ community friends and families. In their new statement, the Dodgers said they will continue working with the LGBTQ partners to better educate ourselves, find ways to strengthen ties that bind and use our platform to support all of our fans who make up the diversity of the Dodgers families. Paul, the Dodgers have gone woke, bottom line. And, and let me tell you why I will say that the whole pride movement is demonic. I'll tell you why. If you notice in the Holy Bible, when our Lord confronts a person who's possessed in the Gospels, he asked the person, the possessed person, he says to the demon, what's your name? And you remember that the demon responded, my name is Legion, for we are many. Mm -hmm. Notice, notice the demon responded, my name is Legion. That means they're a plurality of persons. Mm. And notice that transgenders, they, they want you to identify them with pronouns such as mm. we, they, us, them. They mm. want to be identified with a plurality of pronouns. Guess where that plurality of pronouns comes from? Oh, uh, let me guess. <laughs> nah, it's not even funny, but let me guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. and, and, and let me give some more, uh, 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 another piece of evidence here. Father Gabe Lamorth, the most respected exorcist in the 20th century, mm -hmm. who passed away in 2016, you could, you could read an interview that he did on LifeSite News before he passed away. He says, the devil is the one who wants to confuse our children about their gender. He yeah. says that this confusion of transgenderism comes from Satan. This yes. is the foremost exorcist in the 20th century. Yeah, you know, just uh, it goes back to, the, you know, God created uh, Lucifer light bearer, an angel, but he wasn't content 
with being who and what God created him to be. He wanted more. And so this is nothing more than an extension of the, the pride that was within Satan. And by the way, like you said, pride being one of the seven deadly sins, which is essentially a disposition. I don't think it's any coincidence whatsoever that they call it the gay pride movement, mm. you know, so because it is linked to the diabolical in every sense of the word. Um, yeah, just um, again, we should not be surprised. We should not really even, I mean, uh, rightfully we're outraged with all of this, but in reality, we have to take serious what 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 God reveals to us in sacred scripture. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. He says, be ye separate, come out from amongst them. And that's what you have to do. Right now, you need to get in the ark. Hulk est arca. You know, mm. this is the, the ark, the church. The, we, we need to fortify ourselves with the perennial teachings of the Catholic faith. Yes, um, yes. And, 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 and what we see going on around us um, we see a deterioration. And I guess uh, we're going to talk about some of that in the next article. Yes. Paul, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, the whole trans movement, it operates like a religion. Mm -hmm. What do I mean? Well, what's the trans movement? What's their doctrine? It's transgender ideology. Mm -hmm. It has a false god. Yep. Uh, they... They, 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 their false god is radical equality and reckless liberalism. They have mm. ministers. Who are the ministers? The leaders of the homosexual movement. They have acolytes. Who are their acolytes? The liberal media, immoral politicians, teachers, professor, professors, mm. and people like the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They also have their own inquisition. Who's their inquisition? Anybody who disagrees with them will be canceled. And will be threatened. They also have an excommunication process, this religion of the transgenders. Mm. Who will be excommunicated? Anybody who speaks the truth is labeled a homophobe or a transphobe. This operates just like a religion. And I remember Voltaire, the French philosopher who was another anti-Catholic, he says something that was spot on. He says, quote, if you want to find out who's in control, look at who you cannot criticize. I'm going to say it again. If you want to find out who you cannot control, who who's in control, look at who you cannot criticize. Yes. Who can't and you Jeff criticize today? Oh, they're going to, the people are going to listen to this show and say, Paul Romero, Paul Clay and Jess Romero, they're, they're, they're transformed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Call yeah. me whatever you want. You yeah, know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sinful. Paul and me are sinophobic. I'm not homophobic. I'm not lesbophobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm cynophobic. There, Paul, go ahead. Amen, amen, amen. And just it shows you once again how wrong uh, the leaders of our church are today when they, when, you know, as you know, the Catholic Church is a top-down um, organization, right? It, you know, it, it flows from the top, but now with this new idea of the synod on synodality, the church is listening and, 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 you know, and so now it, it's inverted to where it's the ground is where, you know, we're listening to the ground. Well, the ground is, you know, they're, they've already been corrupted by the world. Why are we listening to the world? Sacred scripture tells us that we, we you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. You know, we need to be transformed into the image of Christ and Christ 
is the head. And the Pope then would be, you know, uh, entrusted by Christ to lead. And this is where this is where we're having difficulty right now. We really need to pray for the Holy Father because, you know, just as much as I might, you know, I get angry at a lot of things. I feel sorry for him because he, I, I honestly believe he truly believes these ideas and sacred scripture, it warns us. Um, listen, there's a way that seems right to a man. It seems right, but that way leads to death. And what you're seeing is the culture of death is being is being supercharged right now. And the righteous, you know, they eat up God's people like bread, saith the psalmist. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yep. Amen. Oh, well, you know what? Shame on the Dodgers. Every Catholic here should be calling up the Dodgers, sending them an email. Uh, let them hear you. Get rid of any paraphernalia you may have at home that's, that has Dodgers insignia on it. Don't watch the Dodgers on television. Don't watch them on your iPhone. Don't follow them. We've got to completely, we've got to completely uh, make sure that, uh, that they feel the effects of 70 million Catholics in the U.S., that want nothing to do with them for how they've insulted our Catholic faith. The sisters of perpetual indulgence, they're not nuns, people. They're homosexual men. They're based out of San Francisco. And again, the Dodgers are going to be honoring them on Wednesday, honoring them for walking around bare bottom from the waist down, from the waist up, dressing like priests and nuns. Mm -hmm. uh, for corrupting a, a generation of children. Yes. And I'll tell you, thanks to, you know, I'm going to give kudos to Marco Rubio, Florida's Republican senator, mm -hmm. who's uh, who's speaking Catholic. out boldly against uh, the uh, of what the Dodgers are doing and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. In fact, uh, and, and of course, the group Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, these homosexual men on their website, they're saying they're denying that we're anti-Catholic. Right, right. They, they say that they're using humor. Mm. And, and irreverent wit to expose the forces of bigotry, complacency, and guilt that chain the human spirit. In other words, they're saying that they're using satire to shame the Catholic Church because of our bigotry. That's what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, and especially, again, especially yeah. in our stance toward pro-life, right? We're bigots because because we, you know, we, you know, we don't want women to have uh, rights over her own body, so we want to protect the, you know, the unborn. Therefore, the, you know, listen, this is how liberals work, Jess, as you know it. What they do is they take and and they try to false virtue signal and act like they are on the moral high ground. And then, and what they really purport to do is, will a man judge God? And the answer to that is, yes, a man will judge God because men are sinful to the core. Yes. And, and, and let me just tell you a little bit about the way this movement has ripped off the covenant that God made with Noah. When God destroyed the earth uh, with a universal flood, yeah. God promised Noah, the covenant mediator, that he would never destroy planet earth again via a flood. And so he gave him the rainbow as a covenant sign. This is God's sacred pledge that he would never destroy the human race with a flood. Well, guess what? The Jewish rabbis, they write about the flood story. And remember, they wrote the Old Testament so the rabbis know the backdrop to all these stories, they say that the reason the Jewish rabbis have written in the Targums and Talmud and in the Midrash, 
that the reason God destroyed the world with the universal flood because there was widespread sodomy in the days of Noah. Mm. Widespread sodomy. So is it a wonder that the sodomites have now taken the covenant sign of Noah, which, which led God, raised God's anger to destroy the world because of rampant sodomy. They have taken that beautiful covenant sign and they've made a flag out of it. Us, they've co-opted it. Uh, and that's what the devil does. The devil always tries to imitate God, St. Augustine says. That's why we have the true mass. They have a black mass. We have a true priesthood. They have black priests. They have false priests. We have uh, the sacrifice of rep the representation of the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary made present. They have human sacrifices. They have yes. animal sacrifices. Yeah. Everything we have, of us. We have Christ. They have the Antichrist. That's right. And guess what? We have marriage and they have transgenderism. We have the sanctity, sanctity of, 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 of the sacraments of matrimony. And they got uh, uh, they have a, a, a cheap imitation called homosexual, so-called homosexual marriage. Yeah. We oh, have we have we have chastity, Jess, and they have promiscuity. Yeah. And, and in fact, uh, the Temple of Satan, when they go to the towns to do their satanic conferences from town to town on Friday nights, it's right in their flyer. It's right in the registration. On Friday night, they hold orgies as the opening events for their satanic conferences. All right, you're listening to Two Man Car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We're a little bit hot today, yeah, that's true. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about Pope Francis. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're back, Jesus 911, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, Two Man Car. Just want to mention this is important for people that want to. We we need to let the Dodgers know that we vehemently disagree with them insulting our faith. So get a paper and a pencil. I got the email. I've got uh, my intel. My uh, my my moles on the ground have given me the email to who we have to send an email to. His name is Eric Braverman. He's a Dodger executive. He's the one that runs. He's on the runs Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. His email is here. It is fan feedback at ladodgers.com. I'm going to mention it five times. Send an email to fan feedback at ladodgers.com. Send your email to the Dodgers and let Eric Braveman, Braverman, he's the Dodger executive. He's the one that's running Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. It is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. Okay. Send your emails to Eric Braverman. He's the Dodger executive. He runs Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. His email is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com all lowercase all lowercase yeah. okay yeah. fan f-a-n feedback f-e-e-d b-a-c-k <laughs> at ladodgers d-o-d-g-e-r-s dot com one more time send catholics the person that's in charge of this 
I know who he is. I found out. Our mole's on the ground. His name is Eric Braverman. He's the Dodger executive. He's running Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. His email is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. Send him an email. Don't insult him. Be civil, but be firm. We must hold our ground, and we must tell him this is not acceptable for the Dodgers to insult the world's largest religion started by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We will not put up with this. This is wrong. This is bigotry. Call him out on it. One more time. His name is Eric Braverman. He's the Dodger executive. He's the one that's running Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. You know, his email is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. Paul. Yeah, um, it's sad to say, Jess, but these people that are in the in the chain, and in this case, Eric Braverman, you know, he's aware probably of the synod on synodality and and the fact that there are multiple bishops within the Catholic Church who want to normalize sodomy. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So on the one mm. hand, we make a statement saying it's wrong to insult the largest religion of the world. But again, it just goes to show you judgment begins with the house of God, because if you fail as a bishop to faithfully uh, take that which was passed on tradition with a capital T and deliver it to your generation, you prove yourself out to be nothing more than a hireling, Amen. a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you don't have to fear Jess Romero. You don't have to fear Paul Clay, but you will. You will. When, you, when you're in the hands of the living God, you will fear. Amen. And you're right, Paul. Um, this, this has been permitted by many of the bishops in the Catholic Church. And the secular humanists, like the Dodgers Corporation, they, they can read the tea leaves. They can say, hey, the Catholic Church has four, 14 pro-LGBT bishops. Hmm. Hey, the Catholic Church has this speaker named Father James Martin that zips around the country lecturing on the way we have to change the catechism and we have to accept homosexual marriages and bless them. And the bishops don't say anything. He zips around from country to country from and from college to college, university to university. Hey, there are homosexual prelates that work for Pope Francis. Of course, these corporations know this. Of course, big tech, big pharma, the World Economic Forum, the Bilderbergs, the Freemasons, the Bohemian Grove, they all see this. They all see the infiltration is pretty effective. And so they're saying, hey, it seems like we've got the A team neutralized. Yeah, the B team, these lay Catholics, they can scream all day long. But guess what? We're not worried about them because we got the A team in our pockets. You got a point, Paul, but you know something? I'm going to work out my salvation in fear and trembling. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and you know what that means? That means we're called the sound, the, we're called to proclaim the gospel from the rooftops. If the bishops right. don't want to do it, none of my business. I'm going to stay in my lane, Paul. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you're going to do it. Yep. And yep. come what may, come what may. 
Yep. Listen, as David said, I will not be afraid, though 10,000 men set themselves against me round about. Okay. So you're right, Jess. Even one with God is a majority. Uh, the Lord told Isaiah, who will go for me? Who will I send? And Isaiah said, send me, Lord, send me. Okay. The world, there's nothing new under the sun here. The world has always, always been in rebellion against God and God and, and that's the good news of the gospel. He has chosen us out from the world. He has taken us and placed us under the mantle of our blessed mother. And God will, uh, and in the end, just we will all be vindicated and judgment again will be swift and severe. Amen. God help us. Uh, yep. Just I want to just mention one more time uh, for those. We found out who's the one that's behind this pride presentation to the sister, these homosexual men, sisters of perpetual indulgence. His name is Eric Braverman. He's the Dodger executive who runs the Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. Please send him an email. Yeah. Please send him an email. That's His email is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. Fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. I've got a number. My mole has given me a number to call him up. Leave a message. Be respectful. This is a message to the LA Dodgers. This is the number that's being used to receive calls about this matter, any questions or concerns. Call the Dodgers. Three. Two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. Call the Dodgers. Three, yep. two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. Call the Dodgers. Three, two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. Two more times. Call the Dodgers. This is the number designated for complaints about this Pride Night. Call the Dodgers. Three, two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. One more time. I've got the number to call to complain about this event. Right to the Dodgers hotline. They've set up for this. It is three, two, three, two, two. Four one five oh seven or zero seven zero seven. I said, don't say oh seven zero seven. Oh, Paul. All right, Jess. Let's let's get out of trying to save this dying culture here that we live in. Yeah, that's and, not gonna. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and focus in on saving souls. And we Move, know that moving right we, along. Then. Yep we we know that the mass the mass of all the ages is the potent weapon that God provided the church, the, the mass that the saints cut their teeth on. Talk yes. to us, Jess. Yeah, Pope Francis said he implemented one of the changes of Traditionis Custodis, the 2021 motu proprio, restricting the celebration of the Latin mass because allowances granted by his predecessors were being used in an ideological way. What does that mean? Okay. The Pope spoke about the Latin Mass in a conversation, in a private conversation with Jesuits on the second day of his April 28th to 30th trip to Budapest, Hungary. 
The text of the April 29th meeting with Jesuits was published by the Jesuit journal La Civilta Católica on May 9th. During the Q&A session, Pope Francis said he was concerned about, here's his quote, quote, a reaction against the modern, close quote, or what he calls in, in Italian, quote, indietrismo, indietrismo, close quote, which translates in English to backwardness. Here's my comment. I don't know how the Pope can call the Latin Mass backwards. The Latin Mass goes back to the fourth century. How can the Pope argue that this is going backwards? The argument from the modernists that gave us a Novus Ordo Messe is that they wanted to go back to a simplified form of worship reminiscent of the second and third century church in the catacombs. But the argument cuts both ways because I can see that the Vatican II architects of the mass, they're actually guilty of backwardness. Why? Because you want to go back to a mass, a type of worship that goes back to the second and third century when the church was underground, when the church was be, was offered, mass was offered in catacombs, in caves, in people's private homes, where the church was 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 outlawed by the Roman emperor, when it was a crime to be a Catholic Christian. So we want to go back to that mass. The the Pope wants us to go back to a mass that, back in the second and third century when we were underground. That's backwardness. Yeah. The article yeah. says it's a nostalgic disease. The Pope said explaining that this is the reason why he made it necessary for priests ordained after July 16, 2021 to seek authorization from their bishop and the Holy See to offer Mass according to the 1962 pre-Vatican II liturgical books, which is commonly referred to as the Latin Mass. We're going to go to a quick break right now, but the point of that is to make sure that he stamps out the Latin Mass by making sure that no priest allows any newly ordained priest to learn the Latin Mass anymore, and it goes away and dies. We'll be right back. Jesus 911, we're going to continue talking about traditionis uh, custodis. Stick around, we'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. So Pope Francis says the Latin Mass is being used in an ideological way. The article says, This restriction to the Latin Mass was introduced in paragraph 6, article 4, of the Pope's document, Traditionis Custodis, issued by Pope Francis July 2021. He said this, quote, After all the necessary consultations, that the Pope said that, I'm gonna, I'm, this is my thoughts. Yeah, who do we consult at Vatican II? Modernists, homosexuals, and infiltrators. Okay. The Pope says, I decided this because I saw that the good pastoral measures put in place by John Paul II and Benedict XVI were being used in an ideological way to go backward. It was necessary to stop this backwardness, which was not in the pastoral vision of my predecessors. The Pope told the group of 32 Jesuits in Hungary, through the motu proprio traditionis custodis, Pope Francis placed sweeping restrictions on the celebration of the Mass used in the 1962 Roman Missal, known as the TLM, Francis' predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI, had issued a 2007 apostolic letter called Samorum Pontificum, which acknowledged the right of all priests to say Mass using the Roman Missal of 1962. So two popes within our lifetime completely contradict each other. 
Francis' comments on the celebration of the Latin Mass were prompted by a question about reconciling the church in the modern world as discussed in the Second Vatican Council. Here's my comment. Yeah, when the church married the world, the church will always lose. Why? The church is the bride of Christ, not the bride of the earth. The article says, the Pope said, I wouldn't know how to answer that theoretically, but I certainly know that the council is still being applied. It takes a century for a council to be assimilated, they say. And the Pope added, I know the resistance to its decrees is terrible. There is incredible support for restorationism, what I call backwardness. As the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 39 says, but we do not belong to those who shrink away. Now, the Pope just take, took scripture out of context because Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 39, I looked at the context yesterday from the <laughs> fathers of the church. Here's the context of Hebrews 10, 39. It has nothing to do with wanting to go back to the Latin mass and rejecting Vatican II. Going back to a sinful life. Yes. Hebrews 10, 39, <laughs> it, it talks first about the, old, the courage of the Old Testament prophets. And then it talks about the courage that we have to have as Christians and don't go back. Don't shrink back into cowardice, into fear. Have the courage of the Old Testament prophets. That's what it says. The article says, I'm almost done. I want to hear from Paul. It says, the Pope says, the flow of history and grace goes from the roots upward like, a, like the sap of a tree that bears fruit. But without this flow, you remain a mummy, the Pope said. Going backwards does not pres preserve life ever. So he just he just called the mass of the ages going backward. And he said, those of us who attend that mass are mummies. Yeah. Last thing he says, the Pope said, he said, um, you must change as St. Vincent of Lorenz wrote that even the dogma of the Christian religion progresses, consolidating over the years, developing with time, deepening with age. He said, um, Paul, comments. I have a lot of comments to make. I want to hear from I you. Got a lot of comments as well. Just listen, human nature, human nature has not changed and cannot change on its own. Ancient man and modern man have the same affliction. It's called sin, okay? Uh, God's solution to the change that uh, is that, uh, you know, nature, uh, to, the, to change the nature is to restore the nature. Uh, and that idea is timeless. It's, it's as timeless as God himself, Jess. Why? Uh, because God in his wisdom, in his plan of salvation, uh, he's, uh, you know, is timeless and natural law and special revelation don't change. And so when the mass, which represented, and we're talking about the Latin mass, it represented, you know, just the, the high point of pure, uh, uh, worship to God and to turn around and say that, oh, uh, you know, that's, you know, you're a mummy. If you want to go back there, he's, I think the, the Holy Father's missing the point. You know, it's not just about nostalgia, why we like the Latin mass. It's just not about the, that you know, um, you know, just the outward things or the fact that we like to speak Latin. The Latin mass is a robust uh, representation of, uh, of our faith. And it, uh, you know, and it's, and it's a very holy prayer that gives God glory, honor, and praise. Paul, I'll tell you something interesting. In the Latin Mass, uh, there, there was actually Latin being prayed on Calvary. Most people don't realize that. English was not being prayed on Calvary. Spanish was not being prayed on Calvary, Russian or Chinese. The Roman soldiers, and there were many of them that came to faith in Christ as, as they were watching the Son of God die. And they came, they had, a, they had an illumination of conscience. They came to faith in Christ. They started projecting prayers in what language? Latin. 
truly you are the mm -hmm. son of God. They were praying in Latin as many of these soldiers, they shed the Roman armament and, and came to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll tell you some another comment I want to make about this article uh, that's problematic is that, so he talks about that it takes about a century for a council to be assimilated. Um, I can just tell you that the council has been out since 1965. So it's going on, what, 60 years, something like that. I would just say, objectively speaking, as, a, as, as somebody who grew up under Vatican II, basically, the application of the council has utterly failed. Mm. It's failed. Okay. Why do I say that? Before Vatican II, 75% of Catholics went to Mass on Sundays. Today, about what? Today, about 15% of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday. So since we changed the Mass, we've lost about 60% of Catholics from attending Mass on Sunday. Those numbers are not a statistic. Those numbers are a tragedy. And so mm. believing that Vatican II is going to be is, is going to be assimilated, like the Pope says, and that we're going to reboot the church, it's about as silly as believing that the Titanic, after hitting the iceberg, is not going to sink. Come on, Jess. It's a new springtime for the church. Of, of course. And, and again, it, it hasn't happened yet. Where's <laughs> the springtime? Bishop Snyder, I think he's, he wrote a book. We're still waiting for the springtime. It hasn't happened. <laughs> it's uh, been a long winter. Groundhog, <laughs> the groundhog, he dug back down deep. <laughs> and, and 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 I'll tell you, the last thing that the Pope said was, uh, with all due respect, I have I need to offer some correction here. Mm -hmm. Canon 212 allows me to do this. And paragraph 907 of the Catechism allows me to offer some insight and correction to our pastors. Okay. Remember, he's not speaking ex cathedra, so I can offer a correction. The Pope said this. He said, and I'd like to find the quote where he said, uh, quote, you must change, as St. Vincent of Lorenz wrote, that even the dogma of the Christian religion progresses, consolidating over the years, developing with time, deepening with age, he said close. So he said the dogma of the Christian religion progresses. I think what he meant to say is that there's organic development in our understanding of the church's teachings. And that's a true statement. But it, he he didn't say it as, as, as succinctly as he should have said it. I'll tell you why. Because that statement flies against scripture. I'm going to quote what he said. You must change, as St. Vincent de Lorenz wrote, that even the dogma of the Christian religion progresses. Dogma of Christian religious progresses. Okay, let me go to the Bible now. Okay, I'm going to go to the U.S. Bishop's Bible. Because the U.S. Bishop's, their Bible that they've given us in the last 60 years, is called the New American Bible. So I'm not going to go to the Dewey Reims, because some of you are going to say, oh, the Dewey Reims, that's a pre-Vatican II Bible. Okay, so I'm not going to use the Dewey Reims. We're going to use the New American Bible that's just been used for 60 years by the, by the USCCB. Here's what it says in 2 John Chapter 1, verse 9. Compare what the U.S. Bishop's Bible says to what the Pope said. Second John, verse, verse 9. Quote, anyone who is so progressive as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. Mm. Whoever remains in the teaching has the Father and the Son. So let me put these quotes next to each other. Pope Francis, Holy Bible. Pope Francis says, you must change. Even the dogma of the Christian religion progresses. That's Pope Francis. Now, Holy Bible. Second John, verse 9. Anyone who is so progressive 
as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. Yeah. I got so, one I, for you, Jess. So, from no, everlasting to everlasting. Go ahead, bro. My question is very simple. The word progressive is used, is found in the New American Catholic Bible, <laughs> and it's condemned by Almighty God. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Call me Captain yeah. Obvious. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, how about this one? With him, there's no shifting nor shadow of change. You see, there are absolute truths, Jess, and God is absolutely true. He does not need to change. Why? His truth doesn't need to change because Jesus is the truth and God is immutable. He cannot change. So progressivism is no different than the way the, the liberals look at the Constitution in this country. Oh, it's a it's a living, breathing document. They didn't mean what they said back then uh, uh, or, or, or it was applicable then, but it's not applicable now. And this is essentially what the liberals in the faith want to do. Oh, homosexuality was, uh, was you know, uh, back then, yes. But now we've progressed. We've changed. We have a different idea. They're a protected class. Let me tell you something. God is not mocked. God's truth is the truth. And choose you this day who you will serve, Joshua said. That's where we're at. If you're going to choose the Lord, then choose him. If you're going to, if you want to go back to Egypt and you want to eat the leeks and onions and 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 worship the, 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 the false gods, well, you can do that too because God gave you something called the free will. But know this, that if you choose wrongly, well, whatever a man sows, that also he shall reap. If he sows to the wind, he will reap the whirlwind. Go ahead, Jess. Amen. And what's going to save the church? We got to go back to tradition. Why do I say that? I'm just saying what St. Paul said. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, hold fast to the traditions that you were taught, Amen. either by an oral statement or by a letter of ours. Hold Amen. fast to the traditions. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions, even it, as I have delivered them to you. What is going to save the church? We've got to go back to the traditions of the church that mm -hmm. gave us saints and doctors of the church and yes. gave us holy men that would levitate during mass, that would give us mystics, that were able to read souls, that would give us priests, that were able to lay hands and raise people from the dead. This is a type of faith we must go back to. We must reject any marriage, any wedding with modernity, we must reject it, and we must be wed to our the bride of the church, which is Jesus Christ, who was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paul, that's a wrap. Time yeah, is brother. Listen, <laughs> after, yeah, after this show, guys, just kneel down in prayer and recommit yourself to God in, in purpose. Tell the Lord that, Lord, your way is the only Amen. way for me and my family. Amen. That's a wrap, brother. We'll see you next week. God bless you.